Hello and welcome to Fragmenters, the most entertaining podcast that I've found where you get to have a conversation with business women who are enthusiastic about life, work, and money. We love building up other women and getting them ready for their new careers. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Hello and welcome back, my friends, to Fragmenters. Today, I would like to throw out there quickly that I appreciate everyone who has liked, reviewed, subscribed, downloaded, listened to, shared with friends, everything you've done to put our names and stories out there. It helps put my little podcast out to so many more women's ears. So thank you for everything. Today, you're going to want to listen up because I have Courtney Young. She is the founder and CEO of Foresight Communications. Welcome, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Now, everybody wants to know, what is Foresight Communications? So Foresight Communications is a full-service marketing PR project management company. But what makes us different than many of the others that are already out there is that we really live and breathe helping others make their dreams come true. So whether they are small businesses or agencies, we have the benefit of working with them to create plans and strategies that help the people they serve be able to get the best out of them. That's great. So you you can work with everyone. You're not like niche to, I only work with huge corporations or I only work with little conglomerates. You can work with everyone. Well, we, we do work with everyone. We typically spend more time with larger companies and mm-hmm. uh, government agencies. For example, if there is the U.S. Department of Transportation has a small business program and they want to have more women or my, more minorities or veterans that are utilizing the services that they've already created in the programs, they'll bring my company in to help them figure out what they're doing wrong how to fix it, and then what they can do now to go out and make it happen. We typically are bigger companies, but every now and again, uh, we miss working with small companies, so we'll throw it in there. Well, I mean, it makes sense. The bigger companies have more money, so they can reach you easier. It makes (laughs) sense. Well, that's true, too. (laughs) So did you always know that you were going to own a business, or how did you end up where you're at? I am a fourth-generation entrepreneur. So entrepreneurship is not new to me um, on both my mom and my dad's sides of the family. So I think I always knew I was going to be in business for myself. Mm -hmm. So I decided what that was. Um, It made a little more sense. But growing up, I wanted to be a nurse. Like I was the kid that was a nurse every Halloween. (laughs) I was I had my nurse bag like I was I was going to be a nurse. And then I guess my inner leader started kicking in and I was like, wait. So I'll always kind of be somebody telling me what to do. Like there's never a time for me to. So then, you know, my parents started helping me trying to explore what does that look like? What are some other things that we can do with this? Because I was really sad about not being a nurse. Yeah. Um, And then I was like, well, maybe that's not the only way that I can help people because that's what I really love was being able to help people. So Mm -hmm. I had to start exploring a little more went to college at the College of Charleston and got there and refused to declare a major because I did not want to extend my college time. And finally, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a consultant and I'm going to work with as many people or organizations as I want. And we'll figure that out once I get there. So I did work for a, um, a biotech research company 
mm-hmm. uh, right after college and did that for two years, got an amazing opportunity that replaced my salary. And I was like, time to go. I've been out here since I was 23. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I love hearing people that, I mean, I know you wanted to be a nurse, but as mm-hmm. soon as you hit the age of knowing what that entails, you're like, yeah. eh, I'm not going to work for someone. I got this. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Did you ever end up getting a major or did you just go to college till you figure yourself out? No, I did eventually declare my major my junior year. Mm-hmm. My undergraduate degree is in corporate communications. So it it aligned with what I wanted to do. What I really wanted to do was public relations, but um, that wasn't a degree option at my college. Mm-hmm. It was marketing. And although now I spend uh, many days in in hours in marketing, PR was really where my heart was to to figure that out because it was people centered, not really right. number centered. And so, uh, yeah, I finally declared that major, um, and I got out of there in those four years. <laughs> That's awesome, and I love that you did it your way because everyone's oh, yeah. like they pick their major before they even enter, and you're like, mm, you're not bossing me around. <laughs> Yeah, and also I was going to use that degree. I mean, I tell people all the time, I use my degree every single day and I feel really fortunate for that because I know so many people don't have that. And uh, I was in college during the 9-11 era. So, I mean, we watched it on TV and we know what happened to you know, our country shortly thereafter. So I went into college with so much promise of all these great professional opportunities and finished with, well, this is what we have available. So it, you know, it probably also added to my apprehension on what exactly to do because I wasn't trying to waste the time. And as much as I love the social parts of school, I was not really into like being in class every day all the time. Like I, I didn't want that part. So I did declare that major. It was corporate con and it's working for me. Good. I'm glad. A lot of people that I talked to, they got their degree and then it was not anything that helps them. I mean, the basics, all of the writing components you learn, Mm -hmm. the literacy and like a lot of psychology and stuff you learn when you're in business. But like I talked to one woman, she is a fitness and health instructor And Mm -hmm. she has a master's, was going for her doctorate in Arabic language. Oh. Right. So she had a huge pivot when she she became a mom. I mean, life life can change you though, right? Oh, for sure. You go in one way, just like I was seeing in my college years. We went in, I went in with one set of expectations. Life happened in the whole world around me and, you know, came out with a different set of plans and priorities. So I think that was... That was now that I'm thinking about it, that was probably one of the best lessons I could have learned early on. Um, because yeah. that's what life looks like um all the time now. You know, you you have one set of plans and you have to be willing to shift and sometimes shift very quickly. And what's the word that was popular? Pivot. Pivot was so Pivot. popular. Every, yes, everybody was pivoting yeah. um, over the last few years, but it's true. It is oh, true. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, what's been your biggest obstacle in pursuing this endeavor? I think that my biggest obstacle has been, I was always very young walking into the room. Like I said, I started my business at 23, Mm -hmm. though I am a few years older than that now. I'm still usually the youngest person in the room um, that's walking in, or at least I look like that. And so there's a lot of uh, judgment that comes with that as Mm -hmm. a woman, because I walk in definitely in my feminine energy. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also walk in confident in what I came for. 
So I think the biggest obstacle has been being received by those who judge a book by its cover, you know, in a space because I walk into meetings with decision makers and not the planners or the managers. I want the person who's going to be deciding where this check is coming from. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that could be challenging sometimes when they are some gatekeepers that are like, I mean, are we sure? Does she, how old is she? And it's funny because people always want to ask me how old I am. I think mm-hmm. that is the most hilarious thing. They're still asking me that. So yeah, um, that's, that's get, been an obstacle, those gatekeepers. I get it. I get asked all the time. I have an 18 year old that I birthed. Yeah. I <laughs> have a much younger face than yeah. most people expect. So I'm like, I've been in IT for 17 years. And they're like, right. no. Definitely when I say, and you know, in my business is uh, 17 years old, they go, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah. But now the funny thing now is it's becoming the younger people who do that. I think, you know, those who are my senior in age, they are kind of like, hmm, because trying to have a warm demeanor and, you know, Mm -hmm. be coming with with good energy. So I'm generally not off-putting to others, but yeah, it's it's funny. You're right. Those young faces will get them. It is. I'm starting to get where I'm no longer the youngest in the room. Oh. And trying to get used to that was a was a little bit for my ego. But now I'm just adopting all the kids that come in. Yes, right. I'm one of those that calls young 20s kids because it feels like that. But I mean, well, you have an 18 year old. So right. um, it makes <laughs> that makes a difference on that. I for think, sure. that, you know, not much older than your 18 year old. So. So what has helped you the most? What's helped me the most was really setting a plan. I know that, you know, it sounds a little corny to just be like, well, what's your plan? Are you working your plan? But I believe in a plan. Um, So every year I do my own SWOT analysis and I take myself through a couple of days of quiet and just really figure out what's working for me, what's not working for me, what's working for my business, what's not working for my business, who's aligned with where we are now and who's not. So the whole process of what that looks like and that plan really helps keep me grounded throughout the year because there's so many things that are coming at me all the time, right? Whether it's client, a client problem with the project or a client plan they want to put together or, you know, someone on my team that's working with me or for me that is experiencing some issues and their issues become my issues because it's impacting getting our work done. So, you know, it is, it's having that plan. It it really helps keep me grounded and focused on, okay, all right, just stay the course. It's going to be okay. Or the other thing that's good with that plan is being able to check some things off. So mm-hmm. if I had some goals, being able to check those off keeps me feeling motivated that all is not lost on the long days. Oh, I love the checking off. I will do that. Yeah. If I'm trying to figure out what to do, even just in a day, I start mm-hmm. writing it down and I start with, cause I have morning rituals, morning routine, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. So I will write that down and check it all off. Mm-hmm. And my granny was watching me one time and she was like, why even write it down? If you've already done it, I'm like, because it, I mean, right. I mean, if I see it's checked off, I'm like, hell yeah, I did that. I can do so much more. And it inspires and motivates me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, just that cro- I'm a cross outer, not a checker, yeah. but cross it off. And I'm like, I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we all need some motivation to keep us going there. Mm-hmm. Again, there's so many things coming at us all the time, whether it's work or family or, just the the air we breathe sometimes, you know, like we need to know that, you know, all the effort we're putting in is worth it. And for those that don't put as much effort in, then kudos to them. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that life. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, so I need to check it off to keep me, keep my head in the game and keep me motivated. And, mm-hmm. and also whenever, you know, it's time to kind of slow it down a little bit and, and regroup that helps too. So I'm curious, I'm assuming once you left and you started your company, it wasn't where it is now. No, um, but it's it's funny because it's almost like we're in a full circle moment happening now. So when I left to start my company, I left with two clients and, or I started with my company with two clients. I didn't leave right. with two clients. I didn't right. left all that behind. Two clients in my company um, that I worked with. And I was nervous about how to, about pricing. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was the funniest. I knew what, I knew what my competitors charged, but I was still nervous to say it was my, to say what my price was, or, you know, nervous to say if they needed something, it was like after five o'clock to be like, it's after five o'clock, I'll do it tomorrow. I was like, it's okay. I'll do it right now. So Mm -hmm. what's most different about my company now and then is that I have some, uh, the confidence now to, to tell you what the price is, be okay. If you say it's not, it's too much for you or it's not the right fit for you and, you and or your company, and also to let my work phone go to do not disturb at 7 p.m. I give it till 7 p.m., right? But it's going to do not disturb, and I don't turn it off at, until, again, until 7 a.m., unless I'm working on a project on site for a client. So that is one thing that's different, but one of the, some of the good things that are different on the other end, though, are after, when I came into this, I was really a novice in this space, right? Mm-hmm. There were people who had been in and who are hustlers in a different way. I'm not a hustler. Like I'm a strategist. Yeah. You know, I like to work smarter, not harder. I'm not trying to take advantage of people. And not that all hustling means that, but you know what I mean? Like there are people who just are constantly going from here to there. I'm not doing all of that. Like mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do. There's going to be an audience for this and we're going to move with that. So now it's really nice being able to, let me say this, then there was some time to be recognized to figure out that, oh, no, she really does know what she's talking about. We have to trust that. Right. And now, you know, I have clients that are calling us agencies that are calling us two and three different offices in their agencies like, well, when you finish this, can you work on this? Or we need to get this done by this day. Can you do this for us also? And I'm like, ooh, times have changed. So that is different. And again, I think a lot of that is around, you know, the confidence that I have is staying true to what I say we do because it doesn't force us to be stretched in ways that we can't get it done and can't figure it out. So when you started, did you have employees or have you grown? No, when I started, it was just me. Mm-hmm. And I actually started with a partner. So it was me and a partner. Mm-hmm. And I decided he was going to be my partner because he liked being out there talking to people all the time and in their faces. And I was like, listen, I can't be out there in your face and back again this work done. Right. So I thought that that was going to be a good deal for us. It ended up not working out the way that I'd envisioned, but mostly it's because he didn't uphold his end of the bargain, but he knew that. And he you know, respectfully was like, I'm not doing what I need to do on my part. And I'm like, I get it. So initially it was just the two of us. And then when he bowed out really, really early on, I was able to bring on some other folks. So I brought on a project manager, then a social media manager, then a graphic designer. And 
So we've just kind of grown. It's a small little group in here now, still not that big. It's about eight folks that are with me all the time that mm-hmm. work on me, work with me all year long on projects or lead projects. And then we have about 22 people who are contractors that come in just to do what they do right. when it's time. So yeah. So that is not a little small company. You are doing <laughs> great and need to give yourself credit. <laughs> uh, well, we need to do a little growing right now. So I'm oh, literally, yeah. we're we're having a few growing pains. We have lots of new work that's in. And I was like, yeah, y'all look stretched. You know, <laughs> when you're leading a company, it's kind of like parenting where you have to be really cognizant because every employee, every contractor is not like the other one, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody has their own stuff going on. Everyone has their own feelings. And I've learned over the past few years with some hard lessons, unfortunately, that everyone isn't always welcoming to the new kids in the room. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it's not that bad. <laughs> like we're a team. It's all of us. So, you know, it's figuring out how to manage that right now. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. Well, I give you kudos because we purchased a dry cleaner in Mm -hmm. June of last year and making the move because we have another business that's just us run out of our Mm -hmm. home, moving into the space of having employees has been completely different. (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately, we we got an amazing crew. We love them Mm -hmm. to death, but the stress of making sure they're paid and Mm -hmm. on time and compensated well and fulfilling your promises when you have no control. Oh my gosh, it is a whole nother level. So I totally, totally feel that for you. (laughs) Yeah, no, welcome to my world. (laughs) But there is, um, yeah, no, that's exactly what it's like. Mm-hmm. exactly what it's like being able to relinquish that level of control and and believe that you got the right people at the right time and then continue on is it, super important I mean I didn't realize that everyone who worked for me or contracted was in a contract with me on work mm-hmm. during the height of the pandemic everybody got paid on time not a not a paycheck was late. If there's some that needed a few advances, if you know their spouses or someone was laid off, we tried to figure it out. So those aren't practices we want to keep up, but also hopefully we won't have a pandemic again. So right, knock on wood. <laughs> but I didn't realize that you know the whole throughout those two strong years of it, basically that, and definitely that first year and a half, I didn't take any days off. If they needed time off. They, I was like, sure, take time off. And I mean, people took time off and still got their checks. Like, it wasn't like, right. oh, I need to take a break. It was like, okay, well, if you need to back up a little bit, take a little breathing time, do what you need to do. Kids are all home. You got to figure out how to navigate. Maybe it's not going to be, you can get it done before five. As long as you get it done by eight the next morning, figure it out. I don't have a, so being flexible and figuring out was important for me to be able to give that to them. And then I realized, oh, man, I didn't take a break. So that started to catch up with me a little bit because I was like, why am I tired? Why are y'all not tired? What is happening here? Right. And they were like, because you didn't take any days off. And I was like, that part. So I did last year, 2022. It was my year of at least once a month. I took a few days away, like no laptop, no work phone, just whatever to do something so I got a little fun in last year on those things this year 
we're going we're gonna to extend those days a little bit. So <laughs> good, good to hear. That's so important. And I feel that we do that too frequently. Like you said, it's yeah. kind of like a parenting role. So mm-hmm. you will put your kids first, your baby mm-hmm. is the business, and then your employees mm-hmm. are the kids. Not that yeah. you think you're above them, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. But, but same just thing. you put their needs first. Yeah. And when they have their meltdowns, you just got to let them melt down. And <laughs> when you when they're almost done, you go, are, are you done yet? Do right. you, you want to talk about it? And as long as you aren't talking to me crazy, I won't be talking to you crazy, but I'm going to let you get this out. But we won't, we can't do this again. So right. you feel better Are you now? venting or do you need <laughs> help? <laughs> right. Like what is happening? So fortunately we haven't had any, we've had some venting that's mm-hmm. happened. But again, I think those are those growing pains because yeah. if you tell me I'm too busy or, you know, I can't take anything else on, then that that's a signal for me as long as the numbers support it that, oh, I need to bring someone else in, right? But then when new people come, people get jumpy. I'm like, they're not here to replace you. They're here to work with you. So, right. um, You know that overflowing plate? You want it just regular. That's what this person's for. (laughs) Right. They're here just to catch what's dropping right now. They don't even want your plate. You keep as much as you want. We'll figure it out. So they're here for dessert. They don't want to. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's an interesting thing to space to be in though. For sure. So if someone wanted to get into your space, if they wanted to do Mm -hmm. PR or just start a company, Mm -hmm. anything like that, what advice would you give them? Oh, I would tell them truthfully, Mm -hmm. do their SWAT figure out where their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, and their threats are as they are right now. Not what they envision this multi-million dollar company to be, right? but as it is this day right now, I mean, what their life has looked like for the past 12 months and what they know will happen over the next 12 months. So those that 24-month period, I tell them to put work on that first. Mm-hmm. and spend some time really, really getting down, writing down, not just typing it in and you don't see it again in your laptop, but literally writing it down, what that looks like, getting those notes down. That'd be the first thing. Once they get that down, I look at those strengths and opportunities to see really where they are. Because a lot of people are like, well, you know, I've been working on this and and everyone says that, you know, whenever I'm ready to go off on my own, they're going to support me or, you know, they have this or family says this. And I was like, your business will not succeed off the people you know alone. Doesn't happen. I've been in business 17 years. I can count on, I'm just starting to use the fingers on the second hand, the people (laughs) I actually know like, know that, know me that have brought me business. There was more time where people were spent trying to figure out what I was doing. And I'm explaining it to them over and over. So I'm telling you from experience, but also from working with hundreds of small businesses over the years. Like, it's why we work with larger entities now. And I'm like, that's why we need those agencies to help those small businesses because they didn't get that. So first thing to SWAT and figure that out. Then look at those strengths and those opportunities. And then once you look into those strengths and opportunities, I would honestly tell them to find their local SBDC. So Small Business Development Center. Hmm. And no, they're not paying me for this plug, but I promise you, (laughs) 
it's one of the best things that you can do. And they used to, it was called PTAC. They're calling them some sort of accelerator now. But SBDC, they can do free market research for you. So that wow. means that whatever you're looking at in your opportunity column, if it's, you know, I can do energy construction because you got 20 years of specialized experience in generators or reactors or whatever, like whatever that thing is, if it's that technical or if it's as light as I'm a crafter and I have been knitting these baby blankets for everyone I know that has a baby and I really think I have to start a business doing it. They can figure out what the market looks like for you in a free report. Use that because you could pay people like me to do it, but I know what our price starts at and <laughs> it has at least four digits in it to get you right. started. So, and I mean, four really bumping close to five. So if they're in this free option, it will give the the potential business owner or the person that's looking into that space, whether they're an operator or going to be an owner operator in the space. Give them the real research on what's out there. Who's the competition? How much money is being really made in those spaces? And once you have that, then I think you can decide, is this really what I want? Because Mm -hmm. starting a business means that you got to be willing to give up a check on time every two weeks. Starting a business means that you got to be willing that in the first year, you may not get a check a couple months in there somewhere. Because there are unexpected expenses or there may be some, not on your fault, cash flow issues, but maybe clients are paying late or you got a lot of things that some things that got backed up and they're all coming in at one time. It could be a number of things. So I think at that point, you can look at here's what this industry is making. Here's what I know I have to bring to it. Do I want to take this on? And that's what I tell people when they ask me first. And I know that sounds like a lot, but being a business owner and is a lot because being an entrepreneur means you're coming with ideas all the time Mm -hmm. and we are full of ideas and we are very dynamic in how we want to see them come to be but actually running the business is boring like it's the part where you go I don't want to do that anymore like I just want to do the work I just want to do the the other part that I love but the visionary part of it right but running the business means you got to have the rest so Yeah, I'm learning the more I learn more about business and entrepreneurship that Mm -hmm. there are that I've learned of there are two different type of business owners. One is what it sounds like you are and I am myself. Mm -hmm. We are the visionaries. We're like we take this and I'm like, I have this dry cleaner. Mm hmm. I'm going to change it in this way and we're going to do this and we're going to do that Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And then there are the integrators and they're the ones that I'm the visionary. And then my husband walks up. He's like, okay, fine. I'll make it happen. And he goes and he plugs in everything and he does the work. And then all of a sudden we have this new service and all I have to do is be like, we could do this. And he makes it happen. (laughs) But that's the team. So that partnership and that team effort is what will make your business thrive, right? Because also your integrator can tell you it will because your integrator is also going to say, yeah, we can't do that, Mm -hmm. but we can do this. And then if that vision and that integration can come together, that's where your success comes. Yep. It really does. And, And as a business owner, success is measured in so many ways. I did not start my business because I was like, oh, I'm going to be so rich and I'm going to do all of this and I'm going to do all of that. I started a business for personal freedom. I did not Mm want to be tied down to a chair. 
uh, or desk from nine to five, working on the same thing, day in, day out. That's just, that's not who I was. And now I don't have that, right? My business goals were at the pace of my phone, my laptop, and those relationships, wherever they are. So that can be on a beach, that can be in an office. So it it depends, but having those two parts come together make the difference. Oh, for sure. It really does. Yeah. And you need both of them. Because I can envision things all day long. Like we're working on the website and I'm Mm -hmm. like, can we have it do this? Can we have it do that? And he's like, you literally Mm -hmm. can't. Like code doesn't do that. And I'm like, but Mm -hmm. why not? Right. And sometimes we find a way, sometimes we have to compromise or sometimes Mm -hmm. he's right, but I don't tell him. No. no. (laughs) It's okay. We want to keep it. We want to keep him guessing. Exactly. But if you only have an integrator, Mm-hmm. That's, I feel like that's where you just get the stagnation because yeah. it's done. Everything's done well, but there's no progression. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. Like I said, I started my business with a partner mm-hmm. and that's what I envisioned that we would have been in those words, ultimately in those terms. But now I have people on my team that help to do the integration pieces. Like, I'm like, this is what it is. Okay. Somebody figure out how we can do this. And once they start, usually I can jump in and be like, um, oh, cause I also have a master's in communications management, which means that I did a little piece of almost everything that we do in this business. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite foreign to all of it, which sometimes I can jump in and say, well, have you thought about this? Or I don't know how to do this, but I think if we go to this space and they can help us figure out that thing mm-hmm. and then they go, why do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know, but I know. And just go tell me if it's right. Come back. Come right. back. I'll be right here. Call me, text me, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you gave your best advice to everyone, but I want to know what's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received was to always let my light shine. And I had a client one time who few years into business. It was a university and I worked with their small business office, like for community, like for small business to come in and and have trainings and those kinds of things. And the director would always say, Courtney, your ideas are great, but they're too big for here. And I was like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? Like you, you paying me to be here to come with these ideas. Now you're telling me they're too big. I don't, I don't know how to do the small ideas. So I don't know what we're going to do. And he literally said this to me probably for like, I don't, he probably said it like three, four times over the first few months we worked together. And finally I just stopped coming with big ideas. And Mm -hmm. I got so bored with that contract that ultimately I was like, when it came to a close and they were like, do you want to renew? And I was like, no, thank you. This isn't it for me. But it was that same person who said to me, your ideas are too big for this space, but always let your light shine everywhere you go because what you have needs to be seen. It needs to be heard. And so I was like, well, why are you trying to bring me down on one side and build me up on the other? But I would go with it. But, you know, that was probably 13, 14 years ago. And every time I start to get a little like, is this too much? I'm like, no, nah, it's not too much. The right space, the right time, the right client, they will get it. And they do every mm-hmm. time. Every so, time. Every time. So. Yep. Yeah. I love that. And 
if you don't let your light shine, you can't find your ideal clients. Like you would have just kept that contract where you're just like, yeah. <laughs> instead of finding contracts that you get to work with that just inspire you and make you happy when you go to sleep at night. Yeah. And then I also learned after that experience, um, which is why I got one of the reasons I started doing my SWOT analysis um, a few years later is that I am my own best client. So the, I, the things that I see in my mind and the ideas or the visions and whatever, all of those things that come if I'm in a project, like how do I figure it out? If there's something that I see that should be happening in the space, I have started to create that over the years probably about the last 10 years, I'll create that. And then I find a client who needs that. Mm -hmm. So I probably pitched as many clients as I have been asked to come work with them early on. It's for sure. And now they're like, well, we know you got something in there. Just tell us what the something is. We'll figure that out. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> you know, being my own best client was a game changer because mm -hmm. it continues to live, give me the room to really leverage what I was good at but not be hampered by the, it's not ready yet. Like everyone's not ready for it or people constantly wanting to minimize right. what it was so that they could, not as a personal attack. And that's something I think people also don't realize. It's not personal. People right. have to put you in a box that they can understand and put you in a space that makes sense to them. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with you. So, you know, those are some game changers in that space too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we have talked a lot about business, but yeah. I like to learn a little bit about the person behind the business because okay. I believe it's really good to be yourself first before anything mm -hmm. else. So what do you mm -hmm. do for fun? I hang out. Like I work a lot. Mm -hmm. I do. I work hard, but I play hard too. Mm -hmm. I have really good uh, I have a, a beautiful home life. I mean, we have a nice, happy home where we, you know, all the work that is out there and all the stress that comes with that does not cross the threshold. Mm -hmm. So when we get home, we hang out. So and, and in my home, everyone, my home is kind of like everybody's home. Everybody wants to come here and hang out yeah, um, because it's a place of retreat. And so I hang out. I have friends, really good friends. I have really, really close family. I am the auntie extraordinaire. <laughs> so I am all about that life. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy travel. So when I do get the chance to travel, even if I can only steal a weekend away or, you know, a couple of days, I'll do that. And I travel a lot for business. So I try to find something that I want to do when I'm going to different cities. If, is it a new restaurant that I want to try? Or, you know, is there some sort of activity that's there that I need to check out that's within reason. I try and do that. So I try to, I work hard, but I try to find the fun moments as much as I can. Good. That is great to hear. I feel sometimes, especially in the beginning stages, you just live, eat, breathe, work, mm -hmm. sleep, everything, your work. Yeah. So it's good Absolutely. to have a little bit of fun to make mm -hmm. it worth it. So yeah. do you like to read? You know, I like to read, but like not those good, thoughtful books. <laughs> you know, I like to read. I like to read and watch things that are opposite of what my life is. Mm. If it's fast, it's uh, I don't know. I, I it, 
it could be anything. I mean, anything from sci-fi to sex, drugs, money, any of that. I'm like, oh, this sounds fun. Like, let's read this. I don't get as much time to read it, to read books as I'd like to. I'm more into magazines because they're quick and I can drop them in my bag to go with me. So um, whether they are like women's health magazines or what's going on with women or things that are around culture, I definitely love arts and culture. Mm -hmm. I definitely love Black arts in those spaces and and things that really highlight things that are going on with Black women, I think are important. So I like a magazine more than anything. And they've gotten better. So yes. Um, and they're quick. I can get quick reads and I'm like, oh, that was interesting. So, so what's your favorite, favorite magazine? Uh, my favorite magazine right now, uh, my favorite is probably I'm in business right now. I'm in the ink right now again, because ink mm-hmm. has gotten so much better with their articles that are much more people-centered, not as, this is how you do this. It's much right. more like, who's this person? Kind of we're talking about now. I'm into, and I always love Essence. I love Essence magazine still. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good throwback for us. So still read that. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. So I actually, a little birdie told me that you're working on a book of your own, though. So. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you heard me talk about my about doing the SWAT. Uh-huh. Um, and people ask me all the time, like, if they're starting a business or they're working on things, they're like, can I just get some time with you? And I'm like, yes, but I don't have any time to give. Right. So it kind of came about because I thought about all the things that people ask me and what they need. And I was like, you know what? Let me give this to you where I can just hand it to you. And then mm-hmm. you can work on it then we can talk about it or then we can figure it out. So yes, I'm working on a, a book series actually. And so there are three little volumes that go into it and it's the leader's guide to maximizing limited time for the greatest results. So awesome. it is, yeah. So the three parts of it are late nights. So what's keeping you up at night, trying to figure out what to do, how to do, um, where to go. It has a, a section that really kind of dives deeply into that a lot around the SWOT analysis and then how to analyze it um, and evaluate it for yourself. Early mornings is the next part. And it's, you know, what are you doing early in the morning? Like, how are you gathering yourself and getting ready. And what we, most of us do is reach for our phone, even though we're all about like the no tech time in the morning, but that doesn't work for me. (laughs) But, you know, we reach for our phone, but most importantly, what are we doing? We're looking at our calendar. What does our day look like? So the next section around early mornings is really around time management and Mm -hmm. how to really plan your time to make it most effective for you so that you're not wasting time. And then last but not least is now it's time to slice your pie. So pie, so performance, intellect, and exposure. So when you are leading a business or a company or a group of people or wherever you're using your leadership abilities, those three entities, performance, intellect, and exposure, all are important to how you lead, how you will be a good leader, and if you can be a good leader. And then as you mature in the journey, then you need more of one, maybe less of the other. But ultimately, they're all a part of the same pie. So initially, you may need, you know, more performance, you got to learn it, the industry, you got to be in it, you got to really test it out, see what's going to work, what's not going to work. And then you kind of get in your stride on it. But early on, you may need 60% of that, 70% of that to be performance and your willingness to get it done. 
and then intellect i mean you know some of the 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 wealthiest people are not the smartest people some of the most famous (laughs) are not the smartest but they have this one little piece that they know how to do and they ride that one all the way out so that Mm -hmm. intellect makes a difference there so you need intellect you but you need to be where you need to be in that space not all over the place like you know and then of course exposure what's the point having all of that if nobody knows that you exist yes (laughs) and for you know those of us that are like even in a visionary space it's easy for us to be behind the scenes like we're Mm -hmm. not looking to be in front of everyone but we know that you should know what i know so In that exposure space, you know, early on, you don't need as much exposure because you need room to make mistakes. But as you move along the path, you need more people to know what you do. So where that performance may have been 60, 70 early on, it may now be like 30, 40 because you've really dialed into who and what and where you need to be spending your time. But your exposure may now be much more, maybe 50%. And we still need a little intellect to keep us ahead of the game. So, yeah, that is what the book is essentially about and what each section will kind of spend some time with. And I'm really excited to have it come to life. It has been a work in progress for a little while now. And just like everybody else that's in business, your own stuff kind of gets pushed back, even though Mm -hmm. you know that it's the thing that needs to get done. But it's almost done. So I'm super excited. So it'll be out this spring. Yeah, I am looking forward to that. Once it comes out, why don't you share the link with me and I'll update the description for you. Oh, sure. I absolutely will. Absolutely will. And we're doing an ebook and a hard copy. So I really, but it's important for people to print it out and really, if they're going to use it as an ebook, you got to be willing to, to, or write it, do it on your iPad, but you got to write it. There's something cathartic about actually writing it out, getting it out and doing that part. It makes the biggest difference. Yep. Awesome. Well, that is really all I have for you, Courtney. Do you have any parting words for everyone? Parting words are to let your light shine. You have everything you need. And as long as you know you can do it, there's no one who can stop you from it. Yes, I love that. Now, when everyone is like, oh my gosh, Courtney, I need to be your new best friend, or they need your services for their company, mm-hmm. how can they get a hold of you? So if you want to be my new best friend, visit me at Courtney Young Speak. And it's CourtneyYoungSpeaks.com. And we can connect as best friends there. So that's just mm-hmm. me. And if you are a leader and you're looking to get, you know, you're like, I need to figure this out. That's where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But if you have a business or big project that you're launching or that's already launched, and you're like, this ain't working. We got to figure this out. Then visit me at Think fsc.com which is my company's website and all of our contact information all of our social handles and everything are there so find me there it's you as a leader and individual courtney young speaks and it's, that's the same for all of my social handles or if it's for business and you want to figure out how to you know mastermind it then visit me at think fsc and we'll connect Awesome. Thank you so much, Courtney. I've really appreciated all the little nuggets of wisdom you've shared. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. 
If you liked this, please rate, review, and subscribe to ensure that you can more easily find me in the future. Thank you again. Bye. We got the right stuff. We put the hammer right down. Wanna be like us.